بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعده my brother and sister let me ask you a question especially since several of you who I can see here are business people and you have people working for you how do you motivate your workers do you motivate them by incentives and bonuses or promotions something or do you motivate them by saying if you don't do this i will fire you which one right so this is no even even if you can fire you will not say that right you will say yeah that that's not a great way of motivation right then ask tell me why do we teach islam in this way if you don't pray you will go to jahannam if you do this you will go here if you do that somebody will whack you in the grave if you do that you will burn here why and you know the result the result of that is most people i don't mean you you i mean most people have this minimum mentality i call it the minimalist thinking so with respect to deen most people look at it and see what is the minimum i can do to get away Right? Absolutely minimum. Just that much. So I, I won't get burnt. So I won't get somebody hammering me on the head with you know. So the way we pro, we we the way we present Deen is as something which is to be feared, which is to be, uh, you know, it's a musibat on my head. So how to get away? The opposite is how to get away. Minimalist, minimalist, absolute minimum. What did Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala say about Muslims? What did Allah say is the characteristic, is the is the distinguishing feature of the believers? Walladin amanu ashaddu hubballillah. Ashaddu hubballillah. Allah said the believers are those who love Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala more than anyone or anything else. Allah did not say believers are those who fear Allah. That is also there. For example, just because you t- do not tell your employee that you can fire him, it does not mean you cannot fire him. You can still fire him. The point is, what do you emphasize? Do you emphasize the negative aspect or you emphasize the positive aspect? You want to motivate the guy. You will come do this, do this. I will do this. or the negative aspect. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is saying, "Walladi naaman wa shaddu hubballillah." Is Allah is not saying the believers are those who fear Allah the most? Of course, we fear. We fear the anger of Allah. We fear the Uh, displeasure of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. There is no. We are not denying that. I am saying, what is Allah saying? Now, look at it in this context, and let me tell you a couple of stories. Khadija Tul Kubra radiallahu anha, our mother Ummuna Khadija, one of the, if not the, wealthiest women in Makkah. And as I told you many times, with respect to many of many of the Sahaba, we are talking about serious money. We are not talking about wealthy like in this village, so and so. No, we are talking about pe- these people were wealthy by today's standards. They had humongous wealth by today's standards. If they, if you, if you took their wealth and translated it into today dollar value terms, they would be billionaires, not millionaires. What did she do? She completely and totally. Destituted herself, 
completely wiped out her entire wealth for the sake of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? What is the result? The result is Rasulullah is sitting one day in his house. Jibreel salam comes and says, Ya Rasulullah, your wife Khadija is going to come here just now with something for you to eat. When she comes, please tell her that I am sending salam on her. I am saying salam to her. And then tell her that her Rabb Jalla Jalaluhu sent me to give his salam to your wife Khadija. Khadija Radhiallahu came. Nabi Sallallahu said, Jibreel is here and he's saying salam to you. And he says he has come here from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah has sent his salam to you. On the one hand, we have minimalist thinking. Allah made four rakat first, I will pray for, khalas. You will not go to Jahannam, believe me. As long as you pray the first salah, khalas. As long as you pray the first salah, alhamdulillah, you have prayed. Nobody can say you did not pray. Alhamdulillah. As long as you pray the salah within its time, from the time, beginning of the time to the end of the time, no matter where, you have prayed your salah. The hadith of Rabbi Sallallahu they asked him, they said, which is the best deed? He said, salatul fard alal waqt. Right? He said, the fard salah on time. If I tell you this word on time, what do you understand? Do you understand that you pray as soon as the time comes? Or do you understand that you pray after one hour? Which one? He did not say, he did not say fi waqt. Fi waqt, if he had said fil waqt, means during its time. So during its time can be immediately or later or later, what not. What is the word of the hadith? Alal waqt. That is why the translators have translated it as to be prayed at its time, meaning as soon as the time comes, you pray. Now give yourself a few minutes here and there to get ready and so on. But other than that, why do we have this minimalist thinking? Because of our, this is how we approach din. I am praying. Of course you are praying. Nobody denies that. Nobody denies that. The issue is, do you want the kind of rewards that we see with the people who loved Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and showed this love? What is the taqaza? What is the requirement of love? Tell me. To do the minimum? Or to do the maximum and still feel I have not done enough? Which one? Huh? Which one? Just minimum? Exactly. So, do more. Do more and feel more. No, this is not enough. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Umar bin Abdulaziz. Rahmatullahi uh, one of the greatest of the Khulafa of the Banu Mayya. When he became Khalifa, he was married to the daughter of Abdul Malik bin Marwan, who was the Khalifa before him. Abdul Malik bin Marwan was also his uncle and he married his cousin, so he married his uncle's daughter. So his, his wife was a princess because she was the Khalifa's daughter. He himself became the Khalifa. Now, what does he do? He told his wife, look, we have a choice. 
our choice is that we try to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as much as we can. Are you ready? She said, yes. He said, then all your wealth, all your jewelry, which you inherited from your father and your mother, give it all in the Baitul Mahal. Everything. And whatever I have, and, and Umar bin Abdul Aziz, before he became Khalifa, he was known to be, I mean, he was, he was a prince himself. So there was no shortage of money. So he was known for his, he was a very stylish man. So he used to, you know, wear the most beautiful clothes and the most expensive perfumes and all. Everything is dropped. He took all his money and his wife gave all her money and they put everything into the Baitul Mar and all of this was given away in charity. Now, he ruled only for two years. He was dying. He is on his deathbed. His brother-in-law, who was going to be the next Khalifa after him, Al-Walid, he came and he said to him, he said, you know, you have beggared your family. Your children have nothing. All your wealth and your wife's wealth, everything, you gave it away in charity. Now you are dying. What will happen to them? He said, allow me, after all, I am their uncle. Allow me to give each of them 100,000 gold dinar. Right? So, let me do that. I, I want to give, I want to, these are my, these are my, my nephews and nieces. I, I, let me give 100,000 gold dinar to each of them. Omar bin Abdul Aziz Rahmatullah said, go away. He said, my children and my family do not need you. Go away. He said, I have taught them how to take from the treasures of Allah. Huh? He said, I have taught them how to take from the treasure of Allah. They don't need you. When they want, they will ask their Rabb and their Rabb will give them. Go away. When he died, they found a piece of paper which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had sent, wallah alam how and which, but this piece of paper, on this paper, piece of paper was written, that Omar bin Abdul Aziz is being given the Bashar of Jannah. Now the reason I am saying all this to you, and I can tell you many such stories, is to show that those who understood this deen the way it was supposed to be understood, and those who loved Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how did they approach the deen? Did they approach the deen the same way we do? Some kind of musibat, I have to finish it and go away and then I will do what I really like to do. Do the minimum. Change the deen in whichever way I can do for my convenience. Whatever happens, I must not have any hardship. Whatever is easy for me. Huh? Whatever is easy for me. As I told you, this is, nobody will go to Jahannam for this. But you also won't get the other one. So ask yourself, because on the Day of Judgment, believe me, Nabi Sallallahu said, one Subhanallah will be the difference between one level of Jannah and the other level. And people, he said, people will try, will cry, they will weep and say, Wallahi Subhanallah, I, I wish I had done this. Today is the time to do it. Alhamdulillah, it is easy. It is easy. 
It's our attitude. If we want to see everything, ease for me, ease for me, ease for me, change this, change that, oh, keep changing, no problem. <coughs> or, it's a no problem. Even if it's a little difficult for me, I will take the difficulty, but I want to please my Rabb Jalla Jalla. I want to please my Allah. Just think of what all Allah has given us. Just think about that, right? We drive the best cars. Alhamdulillah, we live in beautiful houses. Especially in this country, mashallah, there's no shortage, huh? Beautiful houses, beautiful furniture. We, just, we send our children to the best schools. Right? We wear the best clothes, all kinds of brands. This, where did it come from? In the light ta'ala. Do you want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to use this minimalist thinking for you? Ask yourself this question. Because you don't, you don't need to, you do not need the car that you are driving. No, you need a car, you need transport. You get transport. You need a house. You get a house. Not the one that you are living in. House. You won't be on the street, but house. The homeless guy who is living out of a shopping cart under a, under a, a doorway is also living, no? He's not living. So why must Allah give me all, all the stuff I have? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, okay, here's the deal. I will give you the same way as you give me. Then what happens? Eh? May Allah have mercy on us. Then what happens? Tell me. Last minute. I want to pray till the last minute. Okay. Then you will also get food till the last minute. When you are... <coughs> Life is going... Now, okay. Now you get food. Bilkul marte wakta khaya mila gaita. But maroge nahi mila ga. Uswa mila ga. Marte wakta. When you are dying, then you will get the food. You won't die, but you will have to suffer until that point. This is the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Jalla jalla jalla. Allah does not do all this, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, okay, do. But is it right for us to treat our deen as if it is a burden? Is it a burden? I remind myself and you, let us value this today when we have it. Because then when we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, may Allah make this for us, we will be so happy that Alhamdulillah, I valued it, I did my best, and then we of course we leave the rest to the, to the generosity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then when you see the ni'mat, you see the, the blessings that Allah gives, you say Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. On that day we do not want to regret. And we do not want on that day to say, oh, I wish I had done this, I wish I had done. No, 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 no. Right? So please let us remind ourselves and treat this deen as the most valuable treasure that we have because that is what it is. This deen is more valuable than anything and anything else. And that is the reason why the Anbiya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Sahaba of Prophet did all the tabi'in, tabi'in, people. There's so many, many, many stories of people who underwent all kinds of hardships to preserve and protect this deen. They gave up, Alhamdulillah, we are not asked to do any of that. But they gave up, people gave up their families, they gave up their money, their wealth, their jobs, their lives itself. In order to protect and preserve this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is not asking us today for any of that. Alhamdulillah. None of us has any of those tests. 
for us it's a small thing little bit of effort little bit of lose a little bit of sleep right what else is there nothing else give a little bit of charity that's it khalas and alhamdulillah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us those darajat even this if we don't want to do then what so let us remind ourselves and say alhamdulillah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us this beautiful deen allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put us in a country where alhamdulillah we can practice this deen without any problem without any problem alhamdulillah 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 i don't have to convince any of you because every single one of you knows the situation in other countries right we are all first generation here we know situations in muslim countries ruled by muslim rulers in non muslim countries what the situations are not like this in this country alhamdulillah we have the freedom to practice our deen any way we want there is support there is all kinds of convenience alhamdulillah alhamdulillah that's the good side of it the downside of it is it also means we have no excuses we cannot go to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and say well i could not do this i could no 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 there is no could not do because in this country we give you all the freedom so having the freedom is a good thing but having the freedom also means no excuses so let us not give excuses let us do our best inshallah with one intention with ikhlas with sincerity to please allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu alone and fear nobody and know nothing just keep allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in mind and let us do the best that we can do inshallah wa sallallahu ala nabiyil karim wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika ar-rahim